A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I hope you had a good weekend. Glad that you're with us on a Monday. We're, uh, we're taking a look at a tired old chestnut that just refuses to go away. The, uh, why don't we repeal the Second Amendment argument? Yeah, that one. Uh, and the reason why this argument refuses to go away, why some anti-gun activists just refuse to give up on this idea is because they, they genuinely want it. They genuinely want to see our right to keep and bear arms declared null and void. They were hoping, I guess, that the Supreme Court would do that back in 2008 with the Heller decision, and that didn't happen. And so uh, now, you know, they got to do it themselves. The only problem is that there's, well, there are a lot of problems with this argument. But let's start with the practical. Actually, I suppose we should start with the actual column, right? So uh, here's the headline. Firearms have no place in civilized society. We should repeal the Second Amendment. Uh, This comes from the uh, Herald Times newspaper in Tennessee. The uh, author of this column, Paul Shriver, uh, doctorate in education, a forensic and clinical psychologist, who sounds like a pretty smart guy. I mean, at least he's credentialed, right? And yet, a presumably smart person put forth this incredibly dumb idea. We should repeal the Second Amendment. Uh, he, of course, talks about the, 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 the need to do this uh, is because of violent crime, right? He says, already, neighborhood and school shootings are commonplace. Ghost gun kits and plastic 3D copier homemades are becoming ubiquitous. 3D copiers? Printers, I think he means. And uh, doorbuster big box rushes follow every histrionic media saturation of mass firearm attacks. And the Indiana legislature wants gun ownership to be unregulated. By the way, did I say Tennessee? I'm in Indiana. Yeah, he's in Indiana, where they just signed constitutional carry. Uh, He writes, Biden and the anti-gun lobbyists pussyfoot around the only real issue, the right itself. While insanities are amok and lunatics run the asylum, we seem precariously balanced on a fragile tipping point. The time seems right and essential for a total reboot as the only sensible solution to the gun violence problem. Gun violence, he says, being a redundancy, because, of course, every gun he believes is violent. Yeah. So, uh, again, there are a number of problems with this idea. All that disappears if we just ban guns. All that disappears if we just repeal the Second Amendment. You know, we, um, we have at one time in this nation's history formally put into the Constitution a, well, twice. We have formally put into the Constitution a ban on owning items, right? The 13th Amendment, we said you can't own other human beings. You can't do it. That one, I think, fairly successful at actually stopping slavery. You can argue again about the sharecropping system and some of the uh, economic systems that were put in place in the uh, uh, South after Civil War during Reconstruction. But by and large, chattel slavery did disappear once you got rid of the 13th Amendment. And then in the early 1920s, we enshrined in the Constitution a ban on alcohol, right? Theoretically, it wasn't 
technically a ban on the possession of alcohol, but it was a ban on the manufacture and distribution of uh, alcoholic spirits. And that lasted uh, 12 years before everybody decided, okay, you know what? This has been a horrible mistake. A, we need the tax revenue because the Great Depression had hit. Uh, but B, we're creating criminals out of formerly law-abiding people. There is such widespread disregard for the law. You've got uh, uh, you know wet cities and even wet states that are refusing to uh, enforce the federal prohibition laws. It wasn't the uh, booze-free utopia that uh, folks like Wayne Wheeler of the Anti-Saloon League had predicted it would be. Uh, there was a modest, according to most historians, there's a modest decrease in the amount of alcohol consumption at the beginning of Prohibition. Um, maybe decline of about a third, which considering alcohol was supposedly impossible to buy, you would think that the uh, reduction would have been a lot greater than that. But by the end of Prohibition, uh, from the estimates that I've seen, uh, drinking had already started ticking back up again. So, historically speaking, the idea that you can ban your way to safety just doesn't work. I mean, look, even in the United States today, in 2022, illegal drugs are killing more than 100,000 Americans every year. About two-thirds of those are opioid overdose deaths. And that number keeps increasing, by the way. These are illegal drugs. These are drugs that you and I can't get uh, without a prescription, at the very least. Uh, when you're talking about methamphetamine... These are just street drugs. And again, 100,000 drug overdose deaths in this country just last year alone. So I don't buy into the idea that well, you know, if we just say that you can't own it, then people won't own it and people won't do these things. So I, I don't buy that premise from uh, Schreier. But more importantly, we're not talking about an illicit drug. We're talking about a constitutional right here. We're talking about Actually, not even a constitutional right. We're talking about a right that predates the Constitution, the right of the people to keep and bear arms. We're also talking about a right that is exercised right now by about 100 million Americans who own about 400 million firearms. And I don't believe that the vast majority of those who are exercising their Second Amendment rights are willing to give them up. I also think that Schreier is a little confused about how things would work if, in fact, the Second Amendment were to be repealed. Here's what he says. Uh, quote, the only real solution must begin with the repeal of the Second Amendment in its entirety without delay. It might then be rewritten in clear language as a privilege to be strictly regulated. The details to be worked out later by usual democratic means. This would include specifics as to the legal and reasonable legitimacy of uses, manufacturers, sales types, and related products. In other words, uh, just repeal it first, and then we can uh, figure out all the details later. <laughs> that sounds like somebody who doesn't know, doesn't have a clue as to actually how to do what he wants done. So he'll just gloss the, over all of this, right? And he says, quote, in the interim, of course, all guns and current ownership, manufacturer, storage, etc., would need to be recalled. Yeah, recalled. And if not re-legalized, eliminated. Some current types and uses would be restored, regulated, and licensed as appropriate with little real inconvenience. Thus, he says, the idea is not anti-gun per se, nor in any sense extreme. Um, you, you want to recall all of the guns that are currently in the hands of legal gun owners, but this isn't anti-gun, nor is it extreme according to Schreier. Uh, 
it's lunacy is what it is. And I feel bad that a forensic and clinical psychologist like Paul Shriver uh, is apparently so beset by anti-gun madness that he hasn't bothered to actually kind of game this out. So let's just say, for the sake of argument, that Shriver could get three quarters of the House of Representatives and three or two or three 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 quarters, yeah, of the House and Senate to uh, approve repealing the Second Amendment, and three quarters of the state legislatures would go along with that, which isn't going to happen. But let's just say, for the sake of argument, that you know he sprinkled anti-gun fairy dust all across America, and 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 he got that right. So the Second Amendment is repealed. What actually happens? 42 states around the country protect the right to keep in arms in their state constitutions. And simply repealing the Second Amendment wouldn't automatically replace it with a uh, gun control friendly amendment. It would simply remove the Second Amendment from the Bill of Rights. But in order to do what Shriver wants, which again would be to uh, confiscate all of the legal firearms in this country, and, and maybe you give a few of them back to the legal owners at some point in the future, in order to do that, you would not just have to repeal the Second Amendment. You would have to repeal the Fourth Amendment. You would have to replace the Second Amendment with something that specifically said it is illegal to keep and bear arms, except under circumstances A, B, C, probably just circumstance A or B. I don't even think they get to C at that point. Which, again, is not going to happen because the American people, by and large, want the right to keep and bear arms. We have seen millions of Americans embrace their Second Amendment rights over the past couple of years. Something, by the way, that the Democrats are getting increasingly nervous about as we head towards the midterms. Shriver, again, his idea is, well, let's just pretend that none of that is happening. Let's just pretend that there are no impediments to uh, repealing the Second Amendment and confiscating hundreds of millions of firearms. How would that even work? He doesn't say. What would the penalty be for continuing to possess a firearm after the Second Amendment has been repealed? Shriver, again, doesn't say. He just says, uh, quote, personally, I would not recommend self-defense. This is talking about what he, what he would like to see, you know, the, the replacement Second Amendment look like. He says, personally, I would not recommend self-defense either by preemptive or counterattack as an appropriate use, as there are many effective and less lethal options. So, yeah, let's, let's you know, as long as we're taking away the right to keep your arms, let's take away the right to defend yourself, too. Yeah. Uh, of course, he says, under the new laws, it would still be true that if some guns are outlawed, only outlaws would have guns, but noncompliance would make possibly you, former law-abiding citizen, one of them now, wouldn't it? And good luck with that. So I guess the argument is that, well, if you, you know, really want to be a law-abiding citizen, well, you would obey this gun ban, wouldn't you? Sure. But I think what you'd see is that same widespread disrespect for the law that we saw during Prohibition extend to gun ownership. In fact, I think we've already seen that. In states like New Jersey, where they passed a ban on magazines that could hold more than 10 rounds, and the existing owners of those magazines were told that they either had to turn them over to police, destroy them, or uh, get them out of their custody. Not one magazine was turned over to police. In New York State, after the passage of the SAFE Act in 2013, handgun owners were told that they had to re-register their handguns with the state. 
Massive noncompliance. Owners of so-called assault weapons were told that they had to register their guns with the state. Again, massive noncompliance. And that's what you'd see if uh, uh, a Paul Shriver's fever dream ever was turned into a reality. Yeah, there are plenty of people who would become outlaws, who would not acquiesce or bend a knee to a proposal or, or even a new edict stripping them of their constitutionally protected rights. Even if those constitutional protections disappeared, that wouldn't change the fact that you've got tens of millions of Americans who aren't going to give up their guns. And so then the question becomes, what do you want to do about it? Well, according to Paul Schreiber, uh, it really wouldn't be an issue because anybody who didn't obey the law would just become an outlaw. But what does Paul Schreiber think should happen to those folks? Because, again, we're talking... I'd say a conservative estimate. Let, let's say, look, let's say half of America's gun owners say, okay, they took away the Second Amendment. I'm just going to hand over my gun. Maybe they'll let me have it back again at some point in the future. Let's say that half of gun owners did that. I don't think it would be half. But let's just say you're still looking at roughly 40 to 50 million Americans who'd be breaking the law. We don't have enough prison space for 5 million Americans, much less 50. So what do you do with them? Where do you put them? And uh, more importantly, I guess, who's going to go after them? 50 million gun owners, I mean, that's more than the military and police in the United States combined by a wide margin. Many of whom also, by the way, are gun owners, Second Amendment supporters, and uh, I suspect would uh, not be particularly eager to uh, enforce any uh, repeal of the Second Amendment and uh, mass confiscation of firearms. Again, this the, the reason why I talk about this is because this dream of the gun control advocates never does really go away. It never does disappear. Uh, it comes out, I believe, more frequently when gun control groups and gun control activists feel like their backs are against the wall. Uh, in this particular case, Paul Shriver wrote his anti-gun, anti-Second Amendment screed after constitutional carry was passed in Indiana. And this is his response. Well, let's just repeal the Second Amendment. Um, I should also point out, by the way, that this argument becomes even sillier as time goes on, and we continue to see more and more Second Amendment success stories, like the Right to Carry Revolution, where we now have 42 shall-issue states. We've got 25 states that are constitutional carry. And we've got a Supreme Court that I believe seems poised to uh, at least recognize the right to bear arms outside of the home, even in May-issue states like New York. We'll see what the Supreme Court has to say uh, when it releases its decision in New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin. But I feel pretty confident that we're going to get a good decision. I'm hoping for a great decision, but I feel pretty confident we're at least going to get a good decision. What, what Shriver writes about is fundamentally a, a very unserious proposal here to deal with violent crime. And, you know, we're used to hearing gun control activists say, well, we just need those common sense gun regulations. And uh, give Shriver credit. He doesn't say that. He says, no, 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 no. We got to just get rid of all the guns. <laughs> that's what we got to do. Universal background check laws, waiting periods. Nope, that's not going to do the trick. Got to ban them all. So I'll give him credit for at least, you know, taking the anti-gun ideology to its logical, well, logical conclusion. 
but it's still not practical, still not feasible. And in a nation, again, with the right to keep and bear arms and uh, tens of millions of Americans exercising that right, I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, this is not, by the way, the only bizarre, stupid, wrong-headed argument that I've seen today. But, uh, you know, I do try to keep this uh, program fairly concise. So uh, at Barry and Arms this afternoon, we're also going to be talking about uh, another piece. I think this is going to be my VIP piece this evening. The Second Amendment doesn't say that. <laughs> Which uh, is yet another argument that the Second Amendment doesn't protect an individual right to keep and bear arms. Right. That that's that's sort of the corollary to we need to repeal the Second Amendment is no, we don't need to repeal it. We just need to pretend that it doesn't say what it says. Yeah. And we'll get into that again on the website later this afternoon. Right now, let's turn our attention to today's armed citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. We'll start there uh with a case out of Illinois, uh excuse me, Indiana. Defendant sentenced for shooting at couple, wounding woman. This is a uh, woman in Gary, Indiana, Ashley Jones, who was originally charged with, again, shooting at this couple. She ended up pleading guilty to two counts of criminal recklessness, which is a felony offense. And uh, late criminal court judge Samuel Kappas accepted her plea agreement on Friday and sentenced her to three years, all of them suspended. So she's getting probation after shooting at two people and hitting one of them. Now, Jones admitted in her plea agreement that uh, she began yelling as she approached a couple uh, with a black handgun in her hand and then fired a shot. According to charging documents, Jones told police she aimed for a man, but the, uh, the shot hit the man's girlfriend in the leg. Jones and her boyfriend were detained a short time later after police located their pickup truck there in uh, Gary. Doesn't sound like this was self-defense. Doesn't sound like there were many, if any, extenuating circumstances. And yet, Ashley Jones getting probation after pleading guilty to shooting at and shooting someone there in Gary back in July of 2020. Yeah. Again, I I, I kind of want our uh, Indiana uh, columnist who wants to repeal the Second Amendment to, to weigh in on this. Because, again, this isn't a Second Amendment issue. This is a criminal issue. And what happens after you repeal the Second Amendment and people still illegally carry guns and they still illegally use them to shoot people just like they're doing now? What has changed other than the fact that people are not allowed to protect themselves in those circumstances? Uh, speaking of protecting yourself, today's Armed Citizen story comes to us from, where is this, WDHN in uh, Alabama. Uh, Geneva County, Alabama, where a suspected burglar was shot by a homeowner there in uh, Geneva County. I believe this was uh, also on Friday. Yeah, in uh, a, a wiregrass homeowner. They say shot an intruder twice with a handgun after telling him to leave. And a struggle broke out between the two. Authorities say the suspect was in the process of burglarizing the rural residence when the homeowner woke up to the sound from a back door. Emergency responders uh, arrived at a trailer in uh, Geneva County. Just after 3 o'clock Friday morning, suspect uh, was taken to surgery for gunshot wounds to his leg and abdomen reportedly listed as stable at last report. The uh, Geneva County Sheriff says he and the local district attorney will gather all the evidence before they uh, charge the suspect. Uh, they say, we worked the scene at this time. We spoke to several witnesses there, several other locations. We referred to the district attorney uh, and determined what charges will be. But at this time, we don't see any charges against the homeowner. 
Uh, the uh, sheriff said that once the suspect released from the hospital, will be arrested and charged with home invasion, apparently among uh, other charges. So we'll uh, keep our eyes open for any more details as they become available. And uh, finally today, our good deed of the day in the right place at the right time, will unable to do the right thing. A police officer in Orange County, Florida, who was able to uh, save a child from a burning building. This was early Saturday morning. The uh, Orange County Sheriff's Deputy arrived on the scene of this apartment fire about 4 o'clock. They spotted a woman holding her baby girl on the third floor of a balcony, flames coming from the apartment. Uh, that's when Deputy William Pazinski took it upon, it, uh, took it upon himself to climb the uh, balconies outside of the apartments in order to get to the mom, who then handed the baby off to the deputy. Fire damage, 24 units, three people injured, two of them taken to the local hospital, but thankfully that infant was not one of them. I believe mom is okay as well. Again, thanks to the uh, quick thinking and fast actions of Orange County, Florida Deputy William Pazinski in the right place at the right time and willing and able to do the right thing. We thank him for his very good deed. And I thank you for being a part of this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. Uh, as I mentioned, I would encourage you to check out the website throughout the day. We will have even more of the latest Second Amendment news and information that you need to know about. We'll be back tomorrow as well with even more of the latest Second Amendment news and information from all around the nation. Uh, also, don't forget, you can become a VIP subscriber at BarionArms.com. Just go to BarionArms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code GUNRIGHTS, and you can get a significant savings on your VIP membership. Is our way of saying thank you for showing your support for the independent pro-Second Amendment journalism we do. We're going to give you exclusive news stories, analysis, content you won't find anywhere else, because your support really does matter, and it does make a difference. Have a great rest of your Monday. Looking forward to be back with you again tomorrow. Until then, be well, be safe, and be free.